it's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter. And, of course, follow the group, at UK Packers. And I'm on my own today, and I'm going to come on up. One of those things. It's been a long day. Anybody out there experiencing Zombie Monday, Misery Monday, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's been pretty tough. So what I'm going to do is, um, I'm not going to bore you because there's enough podcasts out there, there's enough accounts on Twitter, you probably feel the same way. You know, the narratives are out there now, um, and I guess the next game that we're going to go into is going to be seen as a must-win game, blah, blah, blah. So there's not a whole lot of banter to be had. So I'm going to break down, I guess, my thoughts. Um, I do get comments after podcasts where everything seems lost and I try to put a certain spin on it and people take a bit of comfort from it so I'm not going to be on here and patronize anybody and tell anybody that this was a good game that the Packers are playing well that everything looks optimistic for the future um I'm just I guess I'm going to call it like it is as, as everybody else is doing but maybe give some sort of a fresh perspective so we can't get away from what the issues are. Certainly if you log on to Twitter or go on to any blogs, you know, the issues that are being mirrored are all the same. They go from the extreme um, and kind of laughable to, the you know, quite measured. And then you'll have just the nonsense like, oh, the Packers are the best. In the-. Like, listen, this team is struggling. OK, so the issues are McCarthy's play calling. Aaron Jones isn't getting the ball enough. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is missing on throws and he doesn't have the leg brace. Uh, to contend with so there's no excuse there and that the defense can't get any pass rush they seem to be the main talk topics uh, and people calling for McCarthy's head and all the rest so let's talk about McCarthy's play calling here so I agree totally that it's it's lacking and it's lacking badly it's best summed up by the comment that I saw online that said that you know before every play he doesn't think what do we need to do to get the four yards to get that first down what he's thinking is or what he seems to be thinking is I bet they won't see this one coming. You know, and it seems he always tries to go for... He tries to get too cute and too clever. And I don't know how many times from the group account I've put out messages like... And again, trying to keep it positive and trying to keep a level head. But like, don't get too cute and just run the goddamn ball in. You know, when we're in the red zone, don't try roll out and do something mental. Just run the ball in, especially if you're getting purchased from it. Now, the Patriots, in actual fact, showed us exactly what we need to be doing in their opening drive. It was fast first read football and when we have a quarterback who can process the three you know reads faster than we can blink well then why aren't we playing sort of no huddle hurry up offense uh, to keep the defenses guessing and keep them gassed get those uh, easy completions keep the chains moving and it works really really well when we're behind in games so i don't understand why we can't do it from the get-go uh, because we certainly have the capability and i'm kind of sick of seeing this thing of Aaron Rodgers with his hand on the ball, bringing it right up to the play clock and then trying to snap the ball and letting the defense set. Like we were quite obviously gassed last night against Tom Brady and that worked much to the gushing of Chris Collingsworth. Now here's a guy who, you know, couldn't say enough about how much it was working and it was working. Um, And then they get the ball to Cordell uh, Patterson and he was doing the same. He was just gouging us again and again and again. Big body guy, not even a running back, but was getting plenty of purchase because it was just the the tempo of it all. Aaron Jones, does he need to get the ball more? Yes, of course he does. That's obvious. Um, I think the Packers have thought for a while now that using the run to set up the pass is somehow dirty in Aaron Rodgers' legacy or something or sort of not using them as they should because you really can't win 
because if you run the ball too much, it's like, well, you've got Aaron Rodgers, what are you doing? You know, especially if it's not working all that well. And if you have Aaron Rodgers, they're like, well, why don't you... Uh, and, and the run's working. It's like, well, why aren't you running the ball more? I don't understand. So you're never going to please everybody all the time, and that's fine. But it's quite clear that Aaron Jones, what he was doing against the Patriots was working. Now, it's like Tekken. Do you ever play Tekken against one of your mates? And you're that Bruce Lee character um, who's my favourite. And it doesn't matter. You just keep doing that backflip thing, and it just keeps knocking the lard out of the other person, and you just keep smashing X all the time. When you're the Packers and the runners working, just keep smashing X all the time. Just keep going out and just run it down their throat all you can. Uh, obviously, you know, fending off injury and all of that kind of stuff. But literally, if you want to do the same thing, just keep doing it again and again and again. And if it works, keep doing it. If they get wise to it, which they will, well, then you switch up and do something different. Certainly, if you keep running the ball, you're going to make them respect the run and the play action works fantastically. If we've got a quarterback who has every throw in the book, well, then you keep running the ball, you set up the pass with the run, and then he has the capability of dropping bombs when they commit too many people uh, in the box. It's as simple as that. Um, so as much guff as, as New England gets for having a system, they follow the Belichick mantra of do your job and they don't beat themselves, which arguably is what the Packers have been doing for the last while. Um, so for the last two weeks... Uh, we've been slapping ourselves around the place. Ty Montgomery's decision to run it out of the end zone, which a video emerged actually of him having to be bopped to the ground by one of his own teammates in college for pulling the same stunt. Um, as we know, Ty Montgomery's career has come to an end in Green Bay. Um, and again, the Aaron Jones fumble. Now, Jones has been a workhorse and I like the guy, uh, but what I will say is, is that he did show poor technique on getting the ball punched out to a degree. I understand that he took his hand off the ball uh, obviously not both hands that'd be really bad technique and he you know he's going to brace himself for that fall and it was it was a fantastic play and I don't like looking at these things in isolation either because the other team are getting paid to play too so it's not as if he sort of you know literally went up and just threw the ball against the ground like a toddler right he got the ball knocked out in a really good mid-air play by the defender um but we effectively uh we bet ourselves on that and then if you look at the amount of time that we had left after that play, there was definitely enough time to make a difference. So we can't sort of point the finger at Aaron Jones and say he messed up that ruined the whole game for us. It wasn't a Ty Montgomery-style uh, ruination. Uh, he was trying to make a play in the ball. Um, Aaron Rodgers is missing open receivers and he's making poor decisions. So you know when Aaron is humble in the post-match presser, uh, that he sees it himself he's got photographic memory and he hasn't been up to standard an awful lot of that is to do with the injury um, and trying to fend off injury um, but I've seen commentary that you know he's getting old or he can't do this I don't think that's the case um, I think there's different circumstances really for what's going on but he does seem to make decisions that people blame McCarthy for uh, one of those was a screen pass to Cobb on third and long now, I severely doubt that that's how that play was designed and it doesn't take the blame off McCarthy. I get that because if he calls the play, they run it and the only option would be to dump it off the cob and just see what he can do. Um, that's bad and I, and I get it. But I don't think that that falls solely at the feet of Mike McCarthy. I think that comes down to Aaron Rodgers as well. There's another one where uh, they said it was a designed run, you know, uh, that Aaron ran off to the right, that everything shifted to the left, I believe, and, and the line and all that shifted off to the right and he kind of went it alone and people were like, oh, I can't believe McCarthy put Aaron in that position, especially, you know, just after taking the leg brace off. 
Aaron admitted after the game that that was him that made that decision. He didn't come out and say, yeah, that was me, my bad. It, you know, it's kind of like, well, I saw some things and blah, blah, blah. Again, not kind of taking all the blame for that. And maybe rightly so. He knows way more than I do. Um, Our pass rush sucks. Clay Matthews, anonymous, Nick Perry, nowhere to be found. They've been totally anonymous this season. They've put in maybe... You know, Clay's done a couple of good things earlier in the season. It doesn't even come down to the fact that he kept getting flagged and that was terrible that he was around the play. Um, he has been anonymous and I would not be surprised if we saw Matthews and Perry get shown the door after this year. And Matthews' contract is up. Um, and Perry, although signed that big contract, we said it at this, we even said it this last year, is that there is a clause in there that the Packers can effectively walk away from Nick Perry um, after this year and I don't see be it scheme or whatever doesn't seem to be any semblance of a pass rush and that's hurting us in this game I think this was the I think we had five pressures on Tom Brady this entire game which is the second lowest count all season which I'm shocked that there was a lower one um, but you best believe that whatever team that was they're in the absolute basement of the NFL uh, penalties and errors there was a lot of um silly stuff going on in this game you know slapping people in the helmet which i thought was a harsh call to begin with um there's a penalty for offside and a kickoff which doesn't make sense because it's the standing start so it's not as if you sort of run too early um i just thought that was just a just a bonkers play um penalty for too many men in the field after a timeout after a timeout uh is baffling and again mccarthy didn't look that pissed about it which i expected he was going to go red in the face and start going mental and um, add to that the delay a game when we're trying to catch the defense offside uh, which is really just bad concoction of, of errors to make in this game so where you're facing an opponent who is difficult enough to beat as it is when you start throwing this type of lark in um, it's even worse you can add the roughing the pass or roughing or the pass or roughing the punter roughing the kicker in on that and that was a bad ref decision he didn't hit the planting planted leg or whatever um Tanyan, but still not great don't even risk it um and that really you know put a new wind into the new england patriots so i think we should stop trying to run the clock right to the limit and trying to get penalties and just start playing the damn game and stop trying to get neutrals on infractions we're better than that um silver lining if i can not just to get on here ranting this team is in flux and i've said this now a lot um, and I guess every Packer fan is in agreement that the, the, the offense is dysfunctional. Aaron Rodgers is in agreement that the offense is dysfunctional to the point where a journalist at the press conference asked him, is it not a bit late in the year to be saying that stuff isn't clicking? You know, like it's pretty ominous. When is this going to start working? But this is a team in flux. Um, we're transitioning to a new offensive period. Um, I, I can't put it any other way. I mean, you know, we're working with emerging young promise and talent like MVS Equinemius St. Brown to a lesser degree, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Um, we've got young, fresh talent, a wide receiver and running back. If you look at that Sports Illustrated cover uh, of Aaron Rodgers with, you know, Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley and Donald Drivers in the mix as well. You know, people look at that and go, oh my God, look at the weapons we had. But look what's emerging now. We've got Devontae Adams, GMO, MVS, Aaron Jones, uh, Jamal Williams, Jimmy Graham is in there as an old head. Um, you know, and... All right, I'm not going to get into the other sort of tight end uh, shortcomings, but our wide, our wide receiver group this year has been banged up as well. Our O-line is hurting at the minute. We've no pass rush as it is. Our inside linebacker core is, is 
just ridiculously thin. Um, our starting safety for all the flaws that he had, and he did massive flaws, was just traded away. And we're seeing these rookie cornerbacks as vital now. And when Alexander went there, we're like, we really need him back. Kevin King can't stay healthy. And we've Alexander and Jackson in there. And Alexander is even taking on um, the job of motivating people and rallying the troops in the huddle. And he's only just in the door. This is a team in transition. And from we're going from the Ted Thompson era to the Brian Gutekunst era. He's clean and shop. And the whole roster is completely churning. And if you look at the injuries that we faced in this game against the Pats, it was quite astounding. Uh, but at the end of the game, we pretty much had an injury at every single group, be it defense or offense. Um, in this game, we've seen Blake, Blake Martinez getting carted off. Brian Balag is injured. Kevin King was injured. Um, and the Pats and the Rams are the best teams in the NFL right now, along with the Saints and Chiefs. And the Packers are keeping up with these teams, despite the fact that we've got gaping holes everywhere at every position. And we can go toe-to-toe with these teams. And we can either be leading them like we did in against the Rams with two minutes and five seconds left, or we can have this game tied up 17 apiece against the Patriots. And even at this bare bone stage, the Packers, with very few healthy players, um, with a dysfunctional offense, with a defense that can't get basically any pressure whatsoever, which then have to depend on, you know, patchwork stuff at safety and rookie cornerbacks. And we saw the deficiencies in that area where Tom Brady looked as if he was going to pass it off in the backfield and then throws a bomb down downfield, which Jamal Williams nearly made a play on, by the way. And even with all of that, we're toe-to-toe with teams that are expected to make it to the dance and are leading their division. So to be positive, um, look, look look, what team we are. You know what I mean? This this is not a good Packers team. It's an emerging Packers team and it's a churning, changing Packers team. But it is in no means, not one grouping have we even got set yet. Now you might say, well, quarterback, yeah, but he was wearing a leg brace and he was injured. Um, so you know how effective have we been there and he's been off and he's been off because he needs to get this chemistry together with his offensive weapons as well and he's going to deal with this supposed change up in the offensive playbook as well so I guess for the rest of the season you know what can we expect probably much the same you know and I've heard this sort of phrase of that oh this is a team that nobody wants to get in the playoffs and maybe so because you know, if a few of those errors don't go our way, we, you know, we put up a few scores, we come away with a couple of touchdowns. Um, like, for instance, an example last night was, again, Lance Kendricks, who just simply can't catch the ball. Um, now, again, you can say that was a good defensive play by Chung to knock that ball away, but again, he had it in both hands at one stage. You know, we've seen laser passes go over the shoulder by a millimetre and actually shave the defenders back for him. Um I think it was a Jeff Janis play that we had, a famous one that we used to put out just to show how pinpoint accurate Aaron Rodgers can be. And we can have a couple of those that go to hands and next thing you know, we're up two or three touchdowns. We can utilize the run an awful lot better, run out the clock and just squeeze teams and choke them until we win. So I guess what I'm expecting for the rest of the season is something similar, some positive things to come out of the uh, you know, rookie wide receivers, uh, for Jones and Williams to keep doing their thing, for Aaron Rodgers to get more healthy i don't want to see us at a position where you know the season is gone and we're literally just slinging around everywhere and we're seeing backup quarterbacks coming in to take it over that'll be a really junk um part of the season but look who we've got coming up the dolphins we'd be expected to win there that was just a tragic game uh this week against the jets 
Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who are just one of the most shocking teams in the NFL as it stands. Uh, the Jets, terrible team. The Lions, they gave away Golden Tate uh, to the Eagles. So they've basically got no wide receiver targets. Um, and I had him on fantasy, by the way, and he certainly wasn't lighting up. So they've basically, you know, maybe they, they can chalk the season up to a loss. The Falcons, who are at 4-4 four and four at the minute and are a deeply flawed team. Julio Jones... Um, you know, got his first touchdown of the season despite over 800 receiving yards. And I know the Packers like to give up massive chunk yardage to teams like this, and we certainly have seen that um, against the Falcons in recent past, but this is a completely different Falcons team here. So if you were to say that we win those five games, and I know people are probably laughing now thinking, how can we expect to win that when look how we're playing? And that might be true. But if we did, we're 8-4-1. We need 10 wins to sort of skirt into the playoffs, I would imagine. Uh, and the final three games that we'd have uh, to talk about would be, not in this order, uh, Bears, Vikes and Seahawks. The Bears have their struggles um, and, you know, we're, we're no strangers to the Chicago Bears. Same with the Vikings, two very tough games and the Seahawks is going to be a tough game. But we could come away with one out of the three or three out of the three wins, which would lead us to a 9-4-1 and one or 11-4-1 record. Now, do I think that we're going to win out for the rest of the season? No, probably not. But it's still within grasp for sure. So I guess what I'd say is, is look, stay positive. Don't get too bent out of shape over the Aaron Jones debacle, fire Mike McCarthy debacle and all of that, and just try enjoy the ride for the rest of the season. That's certainly what I'm going to do, and particularly because I'm going to Green Bay with the group on Friday. It is unbelievable. I've only got two or three days left in work. Um, it's all a bit of a blur at this stage. And over to Lambo we go. And I'm just going to enjoy myself. I'm going to eat too much, watch the game, talk to fellow Packer fans, um, and hit all the spots over there. And it's it's just going to be amazing. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm knackered from, from being up early this morning, as I guess all of you lads are, uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I like to mention it every time, especially because Thanksgiving is coming up, Black Friday is coming up, Christmas is coming up. Hit the website ukpackers.co.uk forward slash offers and get yourself 10% off even sale items in the NFL Europe shop. Get yourselves offers off Pro Football Focus. Gridiron Magazine, you can get 15% off there. And we have another exciting partnership coming with someone else to get you guys some, um, some money off uh, other items and I don't really want to go into it. Um, I'm basically falling asleep as it is. So anyway, I've been at NFL. Give me a follow on Twitter. Follow the group at UK Packers. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to tell us what you thought of the podcast by leaving us a comment on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, or any podcast provider. Anyway, that's it for this week. I'll talk to you Thursday.